Hi, I'm Jago Wynn, and welcome to the HTC Daily Podcast. We as a church are meeting daily on Zoom to speak to God in prayer and to hear from God in the Bible. For those of you who can't join us live or who want to listen again, we're featuring the Daily Bible Thought as we journey through Matthew's Gospel in the first part of 2021, and we're also including how we're being encouraged to pray each day. Today, it's Tim Jones. Well, it's incredibly cold this morning and um, I've been having trouble with my laptop because it's been in my car overnight. And when a laptop has been in a car overnight, in the freezing cold weather, it turns out it doesn't really want to work. Well, neither does my car sometimes. I don't know about yours. I wonder what your preferred method is to deal with, say, the ice on a car windscreen. It's a bit of a nightmare for me. I'm really against scraping and I'm all for getting a kettle of uh, boiling water, not, not quite boiling, and just pouring it all over the windows. For me, if you're going to do it, you've got to clear it properly. And to use that metaphor, we're going to say that's exactly what the ministry of Jesus Christ was like. He didn't just scrape away, he cleared the whole thing. When he speaks to the Pharisees, he describes his ministry and he describes his ministry against the enemy, against um, the devil. Let me read this, maybe forget the ice metaphor for a second. Then they brought him a demon-possessed man who was blind and mute, and Jesus healed him so that he could both talk and see. All the people were astonished and said, could this be the son of David? Notice that they're having the revelation of this is the promised Messiah. Wow, they're seeing this thinking, could this be the one that's been long promised? But in great contrast to this, when the Pharisees heard this, they said, it's only by Beelzebub, the prince of demons, that this fellow drives out demons. Jesus knew their thoughts and said to them, every kingdom divided against itself will be ruined and every city or household divided against itself will not stand. If Satan drives out Satan, he's divided against himself. How then can his kingdom stand? And if I drive out demons by Beelzebub, by whom do your people drive them out? So then they'll be your judges. But if it is by the spirit of God that I drive out demons, then the kingdom of God has come upon you. Notice here the great contrast between the kingdom of God and the kingdom of Satan. There is no intermediary ground. There is no um, neutral ground in the world. Everything is either the kingdom of God or the kingdom of Satan. And Jesus calls out the Pharisees to say, how can I possibly be driving out demons by the devil? A house divided against itself cannot stand. If, If the same house is warring against itself, how could it possibly go on? He knows exactly what they're thinking. But then he says this, and this is where we think about the ministry of Jesus clearing the whole windscreen. How can anyone enter a strong man's house and carry off his possessions until he first ties up the strong man? Then he can plunder his house. Whoever is not with me is against me, and whoever does not gather with me scatters. And so I tell you, every kind of sin and slander can be forgiven, but blasphemy against the spirit will not be forgiven. Anyone who speaks a word against the Son of Man will be forgiven, but anyone who speaks against the Holy Spirit will not be forgiven, either in this age or in the age to come. Lots of juicy topics here for a Monday morning. The devil and the unforgivable sin, the blasphemy against the Holy Spirit. And I don't want to spend too long on that last verse, but that last part, but Jesus does offer hope. He said everything can be forgiven. But if you if you reject the ministry of the Holy Spirit, that will not be forgiven and I wish I could do more research into this, but if you ultimately reject the witness of the Holy Spirit that Jesus Christ is Lord, you will not be forgiven in this age or the age to come. 
Jesus says, the wrath of God remains on you. But Jesus, as he comes into this situation, he is, as you think about his kind of ministry that he's doing, you know, what did Jesus come to do? Well, he comes to bring, we might want to say, pardon for every kind of sin and slander. That's what Jesus came to do, you know, describe Jesus' ministry. Well, yes, he did, of course. He came to forgive us our sins, to take our sins upon the cross. But Jesus also came to destroy the works of the enemy. Very, very clearly, Jesus said, I've come to plunder the strong man's house. I've come to plunder the kingdom of Satan, to extend my kingdom. And I say this today to remind us that says we pray like this, even as we go about our days, not to scare ourselves, not to live in fear, but we are in a spiritual battle, aren't we? Our battle is not against flesh and blood, but against the forces in the heavenly realms. We know that is our case. And Jesus said, but if I heal you, the kingdom of God has come upon you. This is why he spent so much time healing people, um, setting people free from the bondage of Satan, which ultimately expressed in our sin, in our fallen state, but was also expressed for people in their bodies. And that's what Jesus came to do. He said, I've come to set the captive free. And part of how he set the captive free was healing people. He heals the blind and mute man so that he can talk and see. And in doing that, he is plundering the house of Satan, as it were. Do you notice that? He says that Satan owns the whole house. How can anyone enter a strong man's house and carry off his possessions unless he first ties up the strong man? Then he can plunder his house. And there's lots to talk about here, but essentially we gave authority, our God-given authority, we gave over, we abdicated it, we gave it to Satan when we first sinned. And the authority that was given to us, God says, go and subdue the world. I've given it to you. And we say, okay, great. And then we sin and we give it to Satan. And Jesus comes on the rescue mission to reclaim and proclaim the kingdom of God. And so today, as we pray, I want to encourage you to pray, bearing in mind that, yes, we are in a spiritual battle. But to pray and to trust God that he has won the decisive victory. He began it then. He began by healing people. And then upon the cross, he took upon himself everything that would separate us from God. And he says, he treated the verse in Colossians says, he triumphed over the powers of this dark world, making a spectacle of them. Today, remember, we are in a spiritual battle, but remember that Jesus has plundered the house. He says he's carried off his possessions. That's the image Jesus used. Jesus has taken what belonged to Satan and said, you belong to me. And you don't don't belong to Satan today if you're trusting in Jesus Christ. You belong to him. And he has fought for you. He has fought the decisive battle. And one day his kingdom will come again in totality. And that is the hope we look towards. Amen. Let's pray. God, we trust you and thank you so much for your work. Thank you that you came to set the captive free. Thank you that you demonstrated it. Thank you that you proclaimed it. And thank you that you gave your life to come against the works of the enemy. Thank you that your kingdom is extending and has been extending. And today we pray your words and say, would your kingdom come? Amen. This morning we started by praying for the places where we are living, drawing on what Jago said in his sermon and 
and what God said to his people in exile, to seek the peace and prosperity of the city to which I have carried you into exile. Pray to the Lord for it, because if it prospers, you too, you too will prosper. And we prayed for wherever we are living, that that place would have peace, prosperity, and would prosper. After Tim spoke, we thanked God that through the cross of Jesus Christ, he has plundered the strong man's house, he has destroyed the work of the enemy so that we can walk in victory and freedom. And we looked at Ephesians six ten to 12 and prayed that into our own lives, which says, Finally, be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power. Put on the full armour of God so that you can take your stand against the devil's schemes. For our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the powers of this dark world, and against spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. <laughs>